You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I, I was disappointed that Wondell Robinson did not get more targets. Only three, and the couple of passes that he caught were kind of worthless anyway. Uh, that disappointed me a lot. I will tell you, when I looked at this game and I said, okay, what were some of the gimmies or the things right. that I thought had to happen in this game? I mean, the, the the Seahawks, second most yards after the catch in the NFL. I mean, Wondell Robinson is the kind of guy, in my mind, who needed to be more featured in this passing game. I agree. And they they didn't even basically even look at it all day long. That was a problem for me. I, I needed more production out of him. And maybe if you had gotten that, you'd be a little less upset about the room right now. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. The room does badly need an upgrade. I just don't know at what cost right. do you do it. And right. my but, feeling but- is that, that Joe Shane – is going to need the right cost for him to pull the trigger. And I don't know that that's out there. Well, Paul, and this kind of is my problem. And, you know, this comes with everything in life, right? It's it's either this or the other. There's no middle ground on anything with everything in life, right? And my point on this is, if you are anti the Giants standing a wide receiver, the reason I keep hearing is, stay the course, stay the process, keep your picks. Joe Shane values picks. You can't, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and the cap and all this. And it's about the future. It's not about this year. Then the counterpoint is, you know, you're six wins, you got to do this, got to do this. But why can't it be about both? Why? You don't have to mortgage the entire future. I mean, if the Broncos right. are telling you that, you know, you got to give the second rounder up for Jerry Judy and that's it and that's the end of it. Or, uh, you know, they get DJ Moore. Not only are you take it on salary, we want to first round pick. Of course, you don't do that. But if you could find a way, I mean, geez, you know, the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs just gave us a three and a six for Kadarius Tony, right? I mean, there, there are deals like that out there, I'm sure. I'm sure there are where you can manipulate it, where you don't feel like you've just traded a whole next draft and abandoned ship. I, I I can't imagine that there's not a middle ground on this thing. I refuse to believe that. And by the way, I, I trust that Joe Shane is going to do his diligence too. So it's kind of sure. silly. I'm not I'm not yelling at Joe Shane. Don't do it. You know, do it. I think he will do what's right for the team. But just this argument that they shouldn't do it because of this, that, and the other, I think is silly. Oh, I and and I'm with you, Sean. I, I'm absolutely with you. If you can upgrade that room, you need to do it. And philosophically, I agree with you. I'm simply trying to tell you the reality of the situation is I'm not sure that Joe Shane is finding that right trading fit to make it happen based on his reluctance to part with with high picks. That's all. I I just don't know that the climate is available for him to go swimming. Now, at the same time, okay, at the same time, the trade deadline is upon us now, and by the time we meet again, 
we will have the opportunity to see if any of these receivers actually do move and what their prices are. That will be a much more interesting conversation because either you and I will sit here and say, well, guess what? None of those guys who were supposed to be on the block moved. So clearly the prices were too high around the league and you can't blame guys for not making deals or someone's going to get traded for a sixth round pick and you're going to be very angry. Exactly. No, you're right, though. It could be one way or another. I may be very upset or I'll I'll live with it. But here's my fear, Paul, because you mentioned Daniel Jones. I at six and two, I'm very happy. I'm so happy with the progress of the team. My fear here in the second half of the year is the team continues to win some games, has some losses like that. They get to that 10 win marker, which only again takes four wins. They're in the playoffs. I don't want to have the what do you do with Daniel Jones conversation. I want an answer. And to me, if this wide receiver position is not in some way tinkered with or the attempt isn't there to upgrade, I don't know how you can actually answer that question if you're leaning negatively towards Daniel Jones at the end of the year. I really don't know how you answer that. I think they're leaning positively towards Daniel I think Jones. Too- oh, you know what, Paul, before you finish, I'm sorry, I'm thinking a mile a minute. That's the right. reason I bring this up is what was the biggest question mark about the Philadelphia Eagles entering this year? When you looked at their roster was, yeah, but do they have a quarterback? And guess right. what? With A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts looks like a pretty damn good quarterback. <laughs> I think I might be the MVP of the league. The biggest question Philly had has been answered because you know he has wide receivers and you see what he looks like. Geno Smith as DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. My goodness, suddenly Geno Smith, the Seattle Seahawks may not be drafting a quarterback. And right. who looks like absolute butt cheeks right now? Aaron Rodgers, because he lost Devontae Adams. The point yeah. here is there's a pattern now in the NFL <laughs> where I'm seeing guys who had questions with their quarterback look like quarterbacks because they have wide receivers, and guys who were great quarterbacks suddenly look like utter bull crap because they have no wide receivers. I don't want that for Daniel Jones. Perry Mason, you have made your case. <laughs> Damn it, Paul. Damn it. That was what it hit me. That's what I wanted to bring up. But there no, you go. hey, again, I, I want to make this very clear. I agree with you. I would love to see that receiving core upgraded. Uh, I, I think the one thing that, that, that will disturb me a little bit as I look back over the first half of this giant season during the bye week, I will be disturbed. Obviously, that Galladay and Robinson did not give them more in the first half of the season. I will also be a bit more disturbed that Barkley was not giving them more downfield plays in the passing game. Barkley certainly has done a lot for this team, and I'm not blaming him in any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, I did think that they would make him a little bit more of a vertical downfield threat running the wheel routes, lining them up outside maybe a little bit more with empty backfields and so forth and so on, because he is a mismatch. Now, I've seen that stuff during the course of the offseason, and maybe that's why I got teased, and they haven't brought all that stuff out yet. I know it, I know you guys are tired of hearing about this, but the fact of the matter is they still have chapters that have yet to be opened. Well. Hopefully the second half, we see some of those damn chapters, Paul. <laughs> Not like my wife reading the same book on the beach for five years and she never finishes it. All right. Paul, There's a lot of sand in those pages, too. Oh, a ton. Falls out of the SUV every time I open it up. Will you finish this damn thing already? All right. Paul, let's end with this on a lighter note. Okay? We're taping this on Halloween. What kind of candy does Paul Dottino give out at his house? 
Uh, Kit Kats today. Ooh. Kit Kats, Three Musketeers, M&M's. Okay. Uh, now, Paul, think- do you give out based on what you like or what you think the kids like? Well, here's the thing. We used to always give out what the what we thought the kids would like, right? right. And we'd be stuck with a lot of leftover candy because obviously in recent years, there have been many fewer children ringing doorbells. Sure. Okay. So what happens then, you have all this candy left over. And if you don't like that particular candy, now what do you do with it? It sits there for who knows how long. And that doesn't do anybody any good. So a few years ago, I finally told, told my wife, I said, listen, we should really start trying to buy stuff that we know we can eat the leftovers for. Uh, Paul, it's not the worst take. There you go. You're knocking on the Tatino house. It's Kit Kats for everybody. My father would love it. Uh, I'm going Twix and Snickers and all that good stuff as well. Uh, hey, hey, who knows? And if you keep downloading, maybe you'll get more full-size bars at my house. So please subscribe free on the Odyssey app. And, of course, anywhere podcasts are downloadable. Paul, you can follow you on Twitter. At GiantsWFAN. And you can follow me at CBS. Thanks for taking one giant step again with us.